had it's had many iterations. You know, there's lots of different things that it's been and will be <laughs> in the future. And and I think right. that that I think that's a huge um, characteristic of entrepreneurs that they just and they are always you know making it work. You know, they don't ever. I don't think they ever go. Oh well, this is it. I can't do anymore. You know, I'm going to give up my dream. And and it's just kind of a drive. You know. Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. On the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast, I feature entrepreneurs while I discuss ways you can grow your business today. Step onto the veranda, get a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's talk shop. Let's do this. Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. Before I begin, I really want to remind all of you to subscribe and rate the show. It will be a great help to us and to make sure that other people can listen to the show as well. Today we have Leanne Stevenson, the founder of The Vintage Laundry, a luxury vintage tabletop rental company that curates and designs opulent tables for clients in Texas and beyond. Leanne Stevenson is also the founder of Beautiful Box, a company that specializes in paper goods, art prints, original art, decor, and apparel designed by Leanne herself. Uh, welcome to the veranda, Leanne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this interview. You have such a cool company. Um, so um, tell us a little about tell us a little bit about you as a child. You know, before we get into the um, the company, I I really like to know the person behind um, your uh, vintage laundry. So tell us a little bit oh, about yourself. Yeah. I, I'd love to. Um, um, I was kind of a, a very quiet, shy little girl. Um, I was uh, uh, almost immediately six feet tall. Oh, <laughs> and, <wow>. um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and uh, very pale. Everybody thought I was sick or something like that. And um, I had a bunch of uh, really busy uh, eyebrows that I like to cover up with my long bangs. And so I was a really self-conscious little girl, but, and shy because of that, but I quickly grew out of that. (laughs) And, um, um, we, I was born in New Mexico and we stayed there long enough, uh, to have my little sister and I have, um, an older sister and older brother and a little sister and so my parents and I and uh, my siblings all moved to Texas um, when I was about three. And we moved to Abilene, Texas and uh, stayed there for a few years. And then I think when I was about in fourth grade, we moved to West Texas. My dad was in the oil business and um, he worked in the oil fields and my mom was a teacher. And so we stayed there for a long time and graduated um, high school there and moved on to college and in my life today. <laughs> so, oh, nice. Um, yeah, uh, but I was I was a I was a kind of a creative little girl, like to draw and write and um, just copy my big sister. Pretty much, that's what I did. That was my favorite <laughs> thing to do. And um, um, I played a lot of sports because I was tall and had long legs and could run track and um, could play basketball. Not very well, but I could stand there really well. And uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but, and I was, I was in the band in high school and, uh, um, played the flute and then it was very late. Um, my 
business before or what I did before my I became entrepreneurial was um I was a graphic designer and and an illustrator. So um that didn't come until um I had to decide what my major was in in college and um chose um graphic design and illustration and enjoyed it immensely and then worked in publishing uh, for a little while and for an ad agency for a bit and then met my husband and um, had our two children and needed to stay home with them. So that's when the entrepreneurial thing came in so so I could be with them. Hmm. That's a very interesting background. So you're from the South. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am. I am. Nice. And now you currently live in Austin as well. I do. I and sure do. And we've we've lived here about twenty years now. Oh wow. And I hear Austin is like a very big entrepreneurial place where you know, there's a lot of buzz going about Austin right now. It is, you know, and it it's kind of something you feel once you you move here. You it's just um I, I think there was this billboard when we first moved here that said something like Idea City or something like that and you could just kind of feel the entrepreneurial vibe going around. You know, this is where um, Whole Foods was started and, um, you know, Austin City Limits. And it's a big, um, you know, music venue, you know, live music venue place and a lot of talent in that arena. So there's a lot of creativity going around in here. <laughs> yeah, that's there not here. Right here is very nice. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 wonderful. We've we've loved it, and we were glad that we raised our children here because they are both very creative. My son um, is finishing up his degree in radio, television, and film. Wants to be a director in movies cool. or a screenwriter. And my daughter is uh, a history major, and she's getting her master's in the um, library science. So oh, she. Nice. She's like, she's our little brain. <laughs> she yeah. <laughs> she can remember everything and she's just really inquisitive and and has I think I think uh, library science is a really good thing for her because she can she's kind of like an archivist already with her brain yeah. <laughs> and her her memory and stuff like that. So, it's kind of neat. That's that is neat. That is neat. Yeah, everyone I've spoken to about Austin who lives there, they love it and they say it's very beautiful, it's very green. Um, so yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. So, yeah, you know, oh, I was, I was going to say, I was really glad to get here because we moved from West Texas and West Texas has no trees and it isn't green. So it was really exciting to come and have not only, you know, hills that we could, you know, climb and water, we could, you know, play in and on and, uh, trees and everything. So it was really nice. Yeah. Like, um, I've been to Houston and um, I noticed it was it was it wasn't as green. It was it was more like yeah. Um, yeah so, um, it's, it's it's definitely it's definitely uh, more crowded than we are here. We um, I mean we're crowded and we have a lot of traffic and a lot of building and stuff like that. But um, there's they leave a little green space, so that's good. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I grew yeah. up in South Florida. It's, it's um, very lush here, so I'm oh, used to that, that kind of yeah. So uh, tell us about Vintage Laundry. I think your company is really cool, and you know, you, I well, I found you. you on Instagram, and I I fell in love with all these pictures of these really opulent um, table settings that you do with your pieces. So tell us oh, a little bit you. about your company and how did you start the business? Well, um, it started um, with a shopping problem. <laughs> I started <laughs> I started thrifting. 
Um, believe it or not, all of my inventory is is uh, thrifted. It's either from an estate sale or an antique, you know, uh, shop or um, a yard sale or something like that or a thrift store. So um, it's we kind of play off the opulent because it's kind of just. Um, it kind of shows you you can have opulence even if it doesn't cost a lot of money, which I always, mm-hmm. which drew me to it immediately. But um, when I first began, it was just my little my kids were like three and five at the time, and um, I just started collecting um, a lot of things in my little Plymouth Voyager, and um, we started doing like vintage and antique markets, and um, I'd stored all my inventory at home, which was a little troublesome because we would have, you know, closets packed full of stuff and with china and glassware and flatware and all kinds of stuff, you know, piled high in the garage and so forth. And I I didn't, I wasn't uh, very, um, let's see, specific about what I I would um, collect. (laughs) It was a lot Mm -hmm. of things. It was not only, um, you know, furniture, but, you know, vintage lighting, like chandeliers and stuff like that. And, and then the glassware in China and flatware, and it all started. The reason my company's called the Vintage Laundry is because it all started with um, uh, collecting linens. They, I, oh, I fell in love with the printed linens of like the fifties. You know those fifties um, printed cloths that yeah. were really popular, and um, they're so graphic and everything. So that that appealed to my, you know, illustrator, graphic, you know, right. designer mind. So it started that way, and so um, the name came from my husband. So I was, we were trying to to name my business, and he said, "Well, you're doing laundry all the time. Why don't you be the vintage laundress?" And I said, "Well, I like it." So um, we just went ahead and named it Vintage Laundry. So we sold everything in the beginning. Um, we would at first we were going to, um, like I said, um, antique markets or flea markets or stuff like that, and then in 2005. I opened my first brick and mortar shop. Oh. And we had we found this old Victorian house that had you know, they had turned the whole house uh, into a commercial venue. So each like the downstairs was one thing and the upstairs was another. So I got the whole downstairs and um had a great time with, you know, painting the rooms and fixing them up. And at the time I even sold um clothing and we added to our services by adding, you know, um like a workroom for people's existing vintage furniture they wanted to reupholster hmm. and we give classes about how to do that and about how to you know um repurpose vintage you know um linens and we made a lot of aprons out of stuff that was damaged and just mm-hmm. kind of um you know made use of our inventory even if it was damaged but then um at about I think it was about 2010 I had a friend who um, was a customer of mine, and she needed she styled uh, editorial shoots. So um, she wanted to do a shoot that was uh, inspired by Marie Antoinette movie that was during that year, about two thousand something around in there. And yes. um, so she was really great at styling stuff. She came and she rented a few of my things, and the. Sh- shoot that she uh, produced from there was published in Teen Vogue, so we were pretty excited about that. <laughs> and, yeah, um, I bet, yeah. Yeah, and so that kind of moved us into more of a rental business than a sales business, and so we started offering, you know, we started 
you know, um, marketing ourselves as like a rental resource for brides and event planners and designers and stylists and film and television and print professionals and stuff like that. So um, that just kind of bloomed into a really great business and it was very popular and um, has ever since then we have made a lovely <laughs> living off of doing just that and wow. uh, it kind of feeds my collecting bug, which is really great. So um, I, I get to, you know, increase my inventory and there's always a use for it and I don't have to feel bad about <laughs> being a hoarder. So, <laughs> so um, that's that's how that was. But, you know, the pandemic kind of has put a bit of a hold on, on um, the events industry and um, yeah. so we're still just waiting that out. You know, we don't really yeah. know how that's going to go. So kind of um, pivoted a little bit with my other business with the com and um, have started working on that just so mostly as a, a, a distraction. <laughs> so we don't right. have to think about it, you know. Oh my gosh, we, yeah. You know, we, we have a few, we have a few weddings, but they're all in the fall next, uh, this coming fall. And then next year we have some in early spring. But other than that, it's been kind of sparse, you know, here and there, really small events and Kind of with my business, it's a numbers kind of game, you know. Like right, if you right. can't, because we we just ask a nominal fee to rent it, we rent our things, so it kind of helps to have numbers or do an entire event or something like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of changed it, but we'll see. You know, it's hard to tell right now how that's going to go. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can imagine it's um, it's changed everything. Um, I know that. You know, I'm just listening to your timeline of when you started the business. You really started the business from like just an like a hobby almost because it was something you're interested I did. in. Yeah. And you yeah. know, um, and then it just kind of segued into a lot of different avenues. And the rental business, mm-hmm. I'm sure, it's even more profitable because the good thing is it's a vintage company, so it's not like the the items get old, right? Right. Um, exactly. So they don't go out of style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then that's what we do. We we kind of market it with, you know, we're classic. You know, we call it. <laughs> we right. Say it's always classic, you know, so so it never goes out of style. So that that's kind of helpful. And then, you know, there was that time frame where vintage weddings were a huge thing. And, yes. you know, we, we, we kind of capitalized on that by, you know, participating in that. And then we kind of pivoted into uh, it's, it's, you know, that's the thing about my business is it's had, it's had many iterations. You know, there's lots of different things that it's been and will be <laughs> in the future. And, and I think right. that, that, I think that's a hit and they are always, you know, making it work. You know, they don't ever, I don't think they ever go, oh, well, this is it. I can't do anymore. You know, I'm going to give up my dream and, and it's just kind of a drive, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, you know, just researching you and and yeah. seeing that, and and, um, and it's. I, I think that you know, um, online learning is is a huge thing, and it's been a huge thing, but especially right now because of how everybody's, you know, stuck at their house or you yeah, know, can't really be in in public with other people or too many other people or whatever. Right, know? right, so, right, right. I, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, I think the coronavirus is going to forever change us um oh yeah and i don't know yeah. if it's going to be for good or bad but um just the mere fact that you know people may have had weddings of 200 people i don't yeah. know if we're going to be able to do that next year but who knows yeah. i i know yeah. it's like 
you know, I think that once the vaccination comes, hopefully, you know, I think people will be a little bit more comfortable doing it. And even if there is 200 people, maybe if there's 200 people outside and, you know, I I guess they'll just have to find a way to make it work. Right, right. There's definitely, I think, I think it's good for industry, honestly, all industries, not just mine, um, to think about, well, it can't always stay the same. It's, of course, it's going to have to evolve and move into something else. So that's how I look at it, you know, like, you know, I, I, I think that eventually they'll, I'll, it'll hit me, you know, how I can do this, you know, and there's lots of things in my brain that I'm working on right now and how I can still make this industry, you know, this work in, in my industry in the wedding industry and the event industry. So, I mean, yeah. I think it's good for people. I think it's good that you, you have the opportunity to, um, kind of think about your business in a different way than you hadn't ever thought about it just because you were forced <laughs> you know right so, right uh, a lot of good things come from that like diamonds you know diamonds are, you know, are compressed and so they're a good thing and um that happens because of forces that you know so i just look at it like that anyway um, yeah I'm, I'm looking at the glass half full sort of deal and not you know absolutely sort of. and i and i love the fact that um the pictures that you have on your social media feed they're just beautiful like do you save them yourselves or you, Thank you um, so much. Yes, I do. I do. I stage them, and and um, you know we have lots of in this industry and the wedding industry. You do a lot of you know networking with planners and photographers and venues and stuff like that. So there's always that opportunity to get some really great pictures. Um, but a lot of mine I do myself, and I enjoy it a great deal just because I, I get to play with all my pretty stuff. You know. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So um, I can imagine, like, in regards to marketing, um, that's a big part of just marketing social media and pictures because oh, that's yeah. what's really oh, selling yeah. your items. So talk us through that. Like, you know, how how do you go about marketing your business? Well, I I'm, when I first began, there wasn't anything like Instagram and there was barely Facebook. Yeah. So um, um, I did a lot of marketing through blogs. Um, when I had my my brick and mortar shop, I I you know, did a traditional ad in a women's magazine, and that was very helpful. And then there was a lot of word of mouth that happened, you know, which is still something that happens for me as well. But it's, it's any time you wanted to market yourself, it costs a lot of money. So I think social networks has just been an amazing thing because it's basically free, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, and you get to I, – I, I find it that I get to, you know, inject a little personality into, you know – what I do and people can feel like maybe they know me as a person, which can only help my business and um, right. a little humor. And, um, but also it's, it's great with stories and stuff and Instagram, how you're able to show your inventory just in a, in a feed and then you can put it in your, um, your IGTV and it's there permanently. And, you know, you can do links and all this kinds of stuff to help people find you easier and, you know, hashtags and all that business that are helpful. And, right. um, you know, I'm always learning about that, always taking every course I can possibly take about how, you know, to improve your um, your connection and with people. And um, so I, I'm, I'm impressed with it, and I, I use it. I try to use it as much as I possibly can. Like um, with my new business at Blueful.com, I'm trying to get that um, – uh, so that I can, um, you know, the shoppable posts 
that they have. I'm trying to get right, those. Right, that's right, right, right. For that, and that's done through Facebook. Of course, Facebook and Instagram are their own together. And, right. And um, but um, I don't do a lot of tweeting. I mean, I it goes to my Twitter, but I don't really participate a lot of that. And I I do on my Facebook and um, you know do before. Um, the pandemic, I did a lot of, you know, let's get together at the shop and at the warehouse and the showroom and let me show you some things and oh, meet smart. some new friends and stuff like yeah. that. So that's that's all wonderful things. And, you know, you can you can network on on those social networking things by saying, hey, I'd like you to meet this person or look who I found and, you know, right. things like that. So. It's, yeah, I, I think it's a marvelous thing, and and, and um, I'm really impressed by it and use it probably not to its fullest, but I'm trying to learn how to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think social media is a really great tool for businesses, and if you look at it that way as a platform to just learn from and as it keeps evolving, um, I, I yes. think it, it could be very helpful. Uh, you were saying that you are constantly learning. Any particular courses you've enjoyed um, to teach you more about social media? Oh yeah, well, um I've I've taken courses um about Pinterest and courses about Instagram and just how to um engage with your audience and um uh it's a lot of keywords and stuff like that just to get in the right, you know, in front of people's eyes, right. you know, because people mm-hmm. search for certain things when they're on those um particular platforms. So, um Let's see. Um, always listening to podcasts and yeah. um, learning about email lists and things like that. That's something I started way back when we were doing shows and stuff. Um, it's still something that I find valuable as e- email lists and um, you know nurturing those relationships through an email list with either you know, hey, how's it going? Just wanted to let you know what's going on behind the scenes or whatever. Right. Or, you know, hey, we're having a special or, hey, we have this new inventory or, you know, something like that. So um, I still constantly try to, you know, put out and learned just maybe a couple of years ago about um, lead magnets, you know, where you you say, hey, you want want to free this or you want to do a, you know, inner contest or something like that. And so you entice people to, to, you know, you have to offer them something so that they'll give you their email address, basically, you know, right, right. So yeah. you want to, you know, offer them something of value. So um, we either offer, you know, a discount or um, a giveaway or something like that. So um, those things are, it's just a constant <laughs> sort of thing, you know, you wake yeah, up at the ground is. marketing. So, you know, that's how that goes. Yeah, you know, and what's interesting about you as a business owner, you are actually working on two other projects. We, we spoke about Beautiful. I definitely want to yeah. learn more about that as well as your course, The Business Behind Borrowed. So, um, so one, you know, just let's talk about Beautiful. Like, um, I love the name. We were talking about the um, your the name of the company, could tell listeners a little bit about that and you know the mission behind that company as well okay well um uh, as i said i i am an illustrator and a graphic designer and i have a lot of years of roots in that so um um 
when everything slowed um, at the pandemic about four months ago, we were kind of stuck in a house and I started um, painting our walls. So I, um, oh, wow. I had done murals, <laughs> I had done murals in, in different times in my life. And so I started doing that and it, it gave me a lot of release and it gave me, it, it lessened a lot of the anxiety that was going on during that time because of the pandemic. And so um, but then, then that just kind of grew into, well, I know all these other, you know, like, um, um, print on demand sites and, um, you know, drop ship places that you can apply your artwork or your pattern, you know, design your surface design to. And, and so I started thinking about that and then kind of came up with, um, the the beautiful um dot com and it's it's like you said it's an illustration design brand and and we have things like stationery and our print and home decor and apparel and it's all um something that I've touched with um either my design or my surface design so it's been a lot of fun it's it's That's um, been very free so it's, it's been a lot of fun. Instead of watching TV, you paint a mural. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> how did you spend the pandemic? <laughs> I did my fair share watching TV. I have to tell you that, but um, but that's where it started. It just started with I need to do something. I'm one of those people that you know I I can't sit still when I'm when I'm fidgety. You know, I'll just frustrate myself to death. And um, uh, it was it took my mind off of it. So um, uh, it, and it and at the same time, it was just very cathartic and very because I hadn't done it and I hadn't really painted on a constant basis in a really long time so it was really helpful and it was um really joyful and I and I thought well if this feels this good maybe I, there's something to it and I had to just you know pursue it yeah. so that's where that went from there nice. and um and strangely enough the the um business behind the bar all that course that um you had mentioned is um that's a course that I was initially going to launch the week that the pandemic and the shelter in place came in. So oh, wow. I thought that is really lousy timing. So I'm just going to postpone that. And, um, you know, it just felt wrong doing that during the COVID crisis where people were, you know, losing loved ones to the, the disease and or their jobs or shuttering their businesses. And I just thought, okay, well, um, we can, we can just delay that. And then as it went on, I just thought, well, this probably is not going to be something that's going to happen anytime soon. And it's a little bit specific, you know, because it does have to do with a creative business in the wedding industry. So, um, and, you know, an all around me, um, friends in the industry that had, you know, um, rental companies or floral companies or, you know, anything that you or catering companies or stuff like that were really hurting. And, um, in danger of losing their businesses. So I just thought, okay, well, maybe that's a little too specific and nobody should spend their money on that. Plus, it just doesn't seem, I don't know, ethical to do, you know. So um, I, I put a hold on that. But if if it does launch, and I would really like for it to because there was a lot of work put into that, it can be kind of an overall um, scope um, of just, you know, um, how to how – to, um, grow and sustain and scale a creative business so there's a lot of things you know like tools that you can use social tools and um it those were the thing topics i was gonna you know um light on for the uh, rental business but um 
it, it can be applied to all kinds of creative businesses or just right. entrepreneurship, you know, as a general um, topic. So um, it, it'll be tweaked, and it has been being tweaked, but um, <laughs> as a launch date, I don't have. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, please anyway. keep me posted. I'll definitely share in our, you know, my social media as well. Um, that's oh, all exciting. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Because – because I'm sure that um, things will change, but I'm sure people are still going to get married and still need yeah, to oh, yeah. celebrate <laughs> celebrations. So um, I, I think that, you know, things will turn around. It's just how it will look. Oh, my sister is actually getting married um, this year. I'm, I'm oh, sure she's goodness. hearing this podcast. She's like, really? You're going to put me out there? Like <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking forward to that happy occasion. Because oh, ironically yeah. enough, Right before the lockdown, like the whole shelter in place, my niece got married, and her wedding was outside in a barn. Well, it was outside, but the reception was in a barn, and it was really neat because she actually did a lot of the vintage um, um, uh, dishware and, you know, dressers. It was really cute. So it was really nice to see that and to be a part of something like that, and um and I felt like it was just like a Pinterest page all over her, her wedding. And, you know, it was just really pretty. So, um, And I like that people are really open to that, um, the vintage items and really, um, even if it's a small gathering at home, um, I definitely oh, yeah. believe oh, that yeah. it's, things are going to change. Absolutely. And, you know, um, the, the marketing for that business was actually going to be towards brides as well who didn't want to hire somebody, you know, didn't want to hire a rental company or, uh, you know, uh, or a planner or whatever. So there was going to yeah. be a little bit, a couple of modules in there about that to to help people along with that. Because, you know, I know a lot of people don't have a bazillion dollars to spend on, on a wedding. You know, they need to buy a house or they just need to live or eat or, right. you know, whatever. So um, um, even though I market myself as a luxury, you know, tabletop design company, we are really reasonable compared to, many places and yeah um it's it's all because it's it's all been things i've thrifted like i said or you know found it in a state sale or or a antique mall or something like that that were just forgotten and <laughs> cast yeah. off and and you know it made me sad because they were still so beautiful and had so much still to give so that sounds right. really um you know cheesy but that's what i think about a lot of my inventory it's just you know they're still gorgeous and so there's no reason they shouldn't be put to use and get all the luster from all the use that they get right and you know um just an aside because i'm hearing you talking about thrifting and everything how long did it take you to build your inventory well um for the longest time i sold all of my inventory but from um, 2000 yeah from 2010 on um, it didn't take me long at all by, um, gosh, it took me a couple of years to build up enough of an inventory because I, I don't know where I got these numbers, but it was like, you know, about 150 place settings and, um, for, you know, sizes of weddings, you were supposed to have this much, um, built up to be able to, you know, glassware, plates, flatware, linens and so forth. And so I just got to that number and then started touting it and then it's kind of doubled, and tripled since then. So, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, and we have we have an amazing amount. We we have a, a really big uh, inventory of blue and white porcelain. So we have not only dinner plates and salad plates and stuff, but we also have um, like the chinoiserie ginger jars and 
vases and stuff like that. And um, we we built up really quickly a huge, enormous uh, inventory of that just because I love it so much. But then we had to add many pieces because we had a 350-person uh, our guest wedding in Boston. And so we were like, oh, wow. oh, yes, we have that. And we did. We had the numbers, but maybe not exactly the, you know, the vessels they were looking for. So we added to our inventory tremendously and um, hauled everything up there um, ourselves in, a, in our brand new van and um, had the best time doing it. And right before we left, um, my son graduated from with his associate's degree from um, his our, our little regional college here and so oh, wow. we had to jump in the car that night at midnight and we had to deliver that next um day and in the evening and we made it so we were in boston um, yeah all the way to boston oh my so gosh. we drove <laughs> we drove non-stop all the way and in it it's a great story you know it, it wasn't so great at the time because we were all just dying but um it's a great story to tell that we were in the, it really wasn't 24 hours. It was 32 hours in the car straight. So, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, cause I saw on that web, I saw on your website, you cater to Texas and beyond. So yeah, like yeah. You, you've, you've done events outside of Texas. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of, like I had mentioned before, we have a lot of the classic blue and white stuff and that's really popular in the Midwest and in the East coast. And oh, not so yeah. much here. I mean, it's a little bit here. We do it a lot in Houston and, and in Dallas, but not so much in Austin. Austin's very boho, you know, bohemian kind of. And so we have that, right. you know, but it's not our huge, um, you know, pieces in our inventory. So we do travel a lot and we, I think we're unusual in the way that we do that, but we just kind of look at it as it's a family vacation. And so um, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of a, I'm a one woman show otherwise, and so my husband and two kids who are now adults get in the car with us, and we we get it delivered, and then we have some fun, and then we pick it up and bring it home. So it yeah. it it's worked out really nice, and we really enjoyed it. And, and the good thing is you don't have to like a wedding planner has to be there for the whole thing, the oh, whole yeah, event. Yeah. But for you, exactly. you just drop it off. <laughs> yeah, and most of it, yeah. Most of ours comes in the planning stages of it, and we have to know that, you know, they have to know that we have the numbers and we have to get all that right. And, but And then we're free of a lot of the things that a lot of people have to deal with. <laughs> we're just like, here you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the florist, yeah. all that. You're, you're the... You're the pick up and go type of people. That's exactly <laughs> right. That. Exactly. That's I've got really some neat. antiquing to do. <laughs> so, so, is yeah. there is there like for um for this your type of business, does it make sense to like specialize in one area rather than say we do everything? You know, like because I, I see does. that people. Yeah. 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 Okay. I really do, and that's why we just we decided our our niche was um, tabletop. I mean, I do have furniture and um decor and we do we use more of the decor than we do the furniture but we have a very very little call for our furniture i mean it 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 does you know at least once a month rent but it's not like our tabletop stuff that's our bread and butter you know so we yeah. did we chose very quickly what we were going to do um and i think that's important to do because that's a kind of it helps you um you know um stand out from the rest because oh if you want this i can't tell you how many people have i've been in photo shoots or have 
you know, been the rental company for a wedding because somebody has have seen my blue and white stuff and has said, I know exactly where you can get that. This is you know, oh, totally new. Yeah. So it's kind of nice, you know. It's I think it's important to make yourself known as the the resource for that, you know, whatever right. that may be. You have to decide what that is. So that's true. Yeah. And yeah. um, based on your Instagram stories, I see that you really like the blue and white. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, I go nuts for that. And and it was it's kind of one of those things where that's not something that I really. Um, Years ago, didn't collect. I, I was all about the florals and the, you know, pinks and whatevers. And then, and then all of a sudden, something just clicks, and I'm like, oh, I really love that, you know. So and then yeah. I started just, you know, hoarding it. So, um, and it, and it usually works out, you know. You know, you hear people say, you know, when you're um, in a business, you know, just do what you would like be done mm. for you, whether that's a service or or you know your taste and whatever and somebody else is going to have that same taste you know so if you are doing something that's foreign to you you know and it'll show is what i'm saying i guess you know like if if you're not familiar with something it'll show that you you don't know what you're talking about or you're not uh i mean nobody's an expert at at, at china but you know, you kind of have to act like, well, I know what this is and I know how this goes together and, you know, mixing and matching and so forth and so on. So right. don't you find that it's important to to um, just do what you're best at, you know, rather than trying to learn something new? That's true. That's true because uh, growing a business, it's going to take time for you to learn a lot of nuts and bolts of it anyways, at least yeah. the core of it, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and have a passion about it, you know what I mean? So... Yeah. Um, if if you say if if I were just collecting something that were uh, didn't appeal to me at all, then there wouldn't be much. I, I wouldn't be excited about it, and I wouldn't be enthusiastic about it. And so somebody could see that, and so they wouldn't would say, "Well, I don't want that either." You know. So right, right. But as but as far as my blue and white goes, I'm pretty enthusiastic about that stuff. So nice, nice. <laughs> well, um, I well, I'm definitely looking forward to what the future holds with your company. And um, oh, right you. now, we're just going to go into the rapid-fire section of it. So okay. um, this is when our listeners get to know a lot more about you, just a little perks about you. Um, okay. So the first question is cake or ice cream? Oh, let's see. I think I'm an ice cream person. Ice cream, yeah. Yeah. Any particular flavor? Um, just, I, I like vanilla that my husband makes. He makes ice cream. So, oh, um, wow. he's an ice cream maker, you know, he just does it in the old, um, you know, those old ice cream makers that you put the rock salt in and the ice and stuff like that. So he makes a really good ice cream. Oh, that sounds just vanilla. glorious. That sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. I have to tell you, I have to brag on him. It's very good. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite vacation. Oh, let's see. Well, we went to Martha's Vineyard for a wedding, oh, and nice. um, we supplied some of our chinoiserie vessels, our ginger jars and vases up there, and we fell in love when we got there. And mm-hmm. my husband and I decided we are going to retire there because we love it so oh, much. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, and it was just glorious, and we had never, you know, had to take a shuttle. You know, we had to take a um, – um, um, what is that called? Um, you had to take a boat over the ferry? to the island. The ferry? Yeah, the ferry. Yeah, you had to take yeah. a ferry over to to the island, and it's just 
a gorgeous island. And of course, you know, I ignored how expensive it is to live on an island, but you know, I enjoyed just how beautiful it was. And we got to ride bikes all over the place and it was, it was just wonderful. And we had, a, we had a great time. So set our retirement yeah. up right there. <laughs> I, well, I have a soft spot for New England because I lived in Connecticut for 13 years. So, um, oh, did you? I, oh. Yeah. I, I didn't enjoy this winter, but I really do oh, miss yeah. the um just just going to these fun places during the summertime because yeah. I really felt like the whole area just became alive when once like spring hit, everyone's saying, So where are you going for the summer? Are you going to Martha's Vineyard? You going to Cape Cod? Are you going I mean, it was like yes. excitement. You could just feel the excitement in the air that, you know, spring yeah. was here, summer was here and everyone's really yeah. excited. So yeah, that's I really think nice. I, that's exactly what I felt too. So I'm I'm with you on the winters. We haven't thought about that. I have a few a, a little bit of a blinder going on about that. <laughs> so I'm like, we'll think about that when it gets there, you know. But you know, <laughs> well, your business will do very well in New England and you know the whole area because um, well, I feel we, like people... we we've had a lot of you know a lot of weddings and a lot of customers there. So I think. You may be right. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, so your favorite business book? Oh, gosh. Um, well, the fails, I don't know if this is my favorite business book, but um, I read um, – the. it's a Neiman Marcus book, um, and just how that whole company started and how they marketed and oh, how yeah. they, um, you know, um, catered to their um, clientele – was really interesting to me, you know. I um I I was really intrigued by how they did that and how just the uh the time they took to create the relationships, you know, with with their clientele. But then I also read the um just recently, honestly, um the Pumpkin Patch. I, I like that oh. um I like that book. I think that's the name of it. Um and um I think those are the two that come to mind. Yeah, no, I mean, it's great. I have to take a look at the pumpkin patch as well. What was that one about? It's about starting your business and just um, appealing to your client, basically, and things that you need to do to market and, you know, staying true to your core business and things like that. So it's, oh, nice. a, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good book. It really is. Cool. And, then, and then I have a movie I watch all the time. I know that's not the question, but I saw um, – uh, Baby Boom, Baby Boomer, or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's um, – I may be getting the name wrong, but uh, – and I can't even think of the actress that plays it. But anyway, she moves to Connecticut and starts a baby food business. And Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you you're know talking about – um, yeah, 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 what's her name again? Oh, my gosh. She was I, in I The Godfather. Yeah. She was in The Godfather. Why can, um, why can I remember her name? Anyway – um, but that I love that because she, you know, she started something with a little seed idea, and then it grew into a huge thing, and a corporation wanted to buy it. So that was really appealing to me that she had this little idea, and she wasn't working for somebody to make them rich anymore or make them successful anymore. She was doing it for herself. So that always appealed to me. I always thought that. Yeah. I kind of look at that as a learning <laughs> kind of movie. I do like that movie. I know you're talking. Oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah. Re- it's I can't believe come I can't remember her name. Yeah. Yeah, and she's anyway. in a lot of movies. She's in. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I yeah. Oh, we're going through a brain <laughs> fog. It could be the <laughs> pandemic that's causing this. <laughs> <I think> that's <laughs> true. 
Because <laughs> I can't, I see her face. Something's got to give. She was in it with I Jack know, Nicholson. Yes. All of those movies she's been in. Oh, oh my god! I can't even remember what her name is. Because yeah. Oh man, whoever you are, you, I, don't be offended if you don't remember your name. Yes, exactly. I, Diane so Keaton. Sorry. Diane Keaton. Thank That's you. It. Very good. Diane Keaton. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Blame it on the Colby. What we've been through. That's there you go. I'm That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. Okay. Exactly. So um. Most surprising aspect of entrepreneurship. I mean, I think your business is so beautiful. I'm sure that um, there are a lot of beautiful moments you helped create, but what's the most surprising part of just being an entrepreneur? Well, um, just how, I guess, just because I hadn't thought of it, you're really never, you know, people who have jobs and they work for other people, they get to be off work. And it kind of seems like, when you're an entrepreneur, you're never away from work. You know, uh, that's, I've heard a lot of people say that, but it's really true. Yeah. You're not. And I guess I didn't really give that any thought. So that was the most surprising thing to me. But also, the other surprising thing to me is I really don't mind. I like the, the work, you know, because, oh. I mean, it's working toward one of my goals, you know. So um, yeah. I guess I guess it's I, I view it as worth it, you know. And it, it made a lot of things possible for me to be able to work at odd hours because, I got to raise my kids and I didn't have to leave them with a sitter or whatever, mm-hmm. which I'm not judging that at all. My my mom worked every day of my life, but um, right. it was just something that if it was possible for me, um, then I was, you know, going to see if I could do it. And my husband, you know, during the beginning times and, and still today, he's, he's an attorney. So he, he is our constant money. I'm just our every once in a while good infusion of money, you know, in there. Right. So, um, but so there's a lot of luxuries that I have that a lot of other people don't. But um, yeah. Anyway, it was. It, I loved the hard work. I thought it was really great. And um, you know, my mom says she's never seen anybody work so hard in their life. And I and I say, well, you know, I enjoy it. So it doesn't really seem like work. So right. I mean, it's work right. for sure, but. You know what I mean by that? Like, it's just yeah. really gratifying, you know? That's awesome. That sounds good. Um, and the last question is, what's your superpower? Well, I like to say in our business, our our, our uh, superpower is our pretty plates. But um, I think my superpower is, I don't, this could be probably a detriment too, but I just, I don't give up very easily. I'm a little bit mm. kind of like a rabid dog. I don't let go of things. <laughs> Which yeah. could be bad if you're in trouble with me, but it can also be good if it's working toward a, you know, some a goal or something. So I think that's probably my superpower that I don't give up. That's a great superpower to have. <laughs> well, it serves me well. So yeah, that's my guess. <laughs> well, thanks so much for stopping on the veranda to talk to me today and to well, our, for our listeners. I enjoyed it learn. so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for joining me. I I really enjoyed it. All that's missing is a cup of tea and one of your pretty cups. That would have been perfect. Oh, I love it. I love that. That's a great, perfect ending. Boom. You did it. (laughs) Um, How can people learn more about you and all that you're doing? Well, um, you can go to my website, com, or you can go to com. Um, I'm on Instagram at The Vintage Laundry, and I'm also on Instagram for my other business at Beautiful Box. So, um, and 
those are the places you can find me, and I'd love to hear from anybody who wants to visit. Perfect. Thanks so much, Leanne.